0: Welcome to the honey, Extra Time.
1: Hi everyone. Um, I'm joined today in the studio from home um by Betsy Tuffrey, sports psychologist. And we have done a podcast with Betsy in the past all about sports psychology. I think it was episode number seven. We did it in three parts. we' so I had a look back, Betsy, at the questions today and wasn't too bad the questions were pretty good so i'll touch base with those questions so we don't repeat anything um but yeah it was it was pretty good so if you uh you haven't listened to that one yet go back and have a listen to that one because it was pretty good it was some time ago now though um but obviously different uh period of our lives different circumstances So i thought it'd be great to uh get back in touch with you and uh see what your take is on everything that's going on and uh how possibly you can help some of the Children and parents worldwide, as well as at my own soccer school. So, firstly, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Um, it was quite some time ago when we did the first one. Um, and if I remember rightly, there were some uh, technical issues. But
1: <laughs> there's always technical issues with me. Always.
0: <laughs> we got we muddled through and we pulled something together. So yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you. And yeah, hopefully I can um, give some. Um, insights really into some coping mechanisms and some some ways to interpret the strange situation we all find ourselves in.
1: Absolutely and for those very small minority that haven't listened to the past podcast, can you just tell us a little bit more about your background and, um, and a little bit about what sports psychology is?
0: Yeah sure, so uh, I'm a sport and exercise psychologist currently working Um, in a few different sports, but predominantly with Brighton & Hove Albion Football Club, um, working in their professional development phase, so mainly with the under-18 players. Um, And whilst I'll dabble in other sports, Mm -hmm. um, football is kind of my mainstay, so um, hopefully that will come through for the listeners today. Um, And sports psychology, I guess it's not the easiest topic to sum up and I suppose we all have our perceptions on what it is. But from my point of view, um, I'm very performance focused. So I will um, try and help help athletes, help footballers or, or whatever those sports people look like in their own sporting domains to get the best out of their, their talent and their ability and to understand a little bit about how the mental aspects and what they're thinking and feeling at particular moments um, surrounding sport, how that impacts on their performance or their behaviour on the pitch. Um, so that's, that's probably a brief uh, overview on what sports psychology is. And, and really, the job will entail all sorts of things, whether that's helping with motivation, um, helping work with a player coming back from injury, dealing with feelings of failure or um, leadership, qualities, um, it encompasses all sorts of things. So hopefully that provides sort of a brief overview without me spending an hour talking about
1: yeah, what it is. There's a massive extensive answer you could have given as well. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, right, so obviously right now we find ourselves in the midst of coronavirus pandemic. Um, I wanted to do this originally so that it didn't have to be just about the coronavirus and what's going on but then I think I told you I got to about question seven or eight and they'd all been about lockdown and stuff like that. So it probably much is going to be the theme of the whole podcast. But, um, like I said earlier, if anyone wants to go back and a bit more, I don't know, happier times, but that sounds terrible. But back, I don't know, about a year ago, wasn't it? When we, um, we just had an episode specifically on sports psychology and, um, helpful advice for parents and children of how to, um, get the best out of themselves and to help like you said give some coping mechanisms for any sort of struggles that they have. So that one's already there. So this will be locked down heavy if you like, although mm-hmm. depending on when you're listening to this, lockdown's just been eased here, which probably caused its own problems in itself. But um there seems to be some sort of light at the end of the tunnel depending on what you read and what you hear. So firstly, um just to say the normal format with my podcast is. I've got a list of questions written down. Some of them have come from myself and some of them are things that have been sent to me or I have been asked personally um, and I've jotted down and will pass on to you, the expert. So <laughs> um, the first one I have here is how are your club coping with things during lockdown, which I think most people find very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, a unique situation and I suppose touching on your, your introduction to this really, although it would be heavy heavy on the lockdown side of things. There's so many things that I'll talk about which are applicable in in lockdown and outside. So hopefully um, some of that stuff is thought-provoking anyway. Um, But ultimately, we're all living in this uh, strange and unprecedented situation, really. And I suppose um, it does dominate our thinking patterns. And I suppose it's only relevant, really, for it to dominate this podcast. So yeah in terms of terms of brighton um, it's actually a strange it's been a strange time for me personally because i was uh, I was off from from duties at the club um, having a knee operation when lockdown was introduced so I didn't experience the the process of lockdown as it were at the time um, and I, I suppose like any club or or even with you guys doing your um virtual sessions, whether that's training sessions over Zoom or video challenges, um, that kind of stuff's been going on. Um, the, the club on a whole have been been great in terms of rolling out new and, and innovative styles of, of training and keeping players engaged. Um, to a point is that it's a fortunate time in that it's it's the tail end of the season. Um, and, and fortunately in a sense with, with my lads, they, um, there's no promotion relegation in the under 18 Premier League. So there's not, um, th- there wasn't a lot riding on the end of the season as it were in terms of results. Um, but yeah, I suppose co- coping it as a, as a club, just in learning new ways to communicate with players. And for me, that's been a bit of an eye opener, I suppose, because as a, um, as a sort of, I don't want to call myself middle-aged, but mm-hmm. as an older older than under 18 players, um, I was a bit apprehensive when I first started to do any of my one-to-one contact with the players over Zoom, thinking, you know, you lose that personal touch, you lose that 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 connection that you have when you're sitting in a room. But actually, the, the younger players are so well adapted to communicating in that way that it mm-hmm. hasn't really affected um, the rapport and the, the relationship. Um, doing a one-to-one session so that's been quite an eye-opener and and maybe something we should utilize when we go back to uh, normal whatever normal really looks like so yeah on the whole the club's done a good job of keeping players engaged and doing bits and bobs whether that's quiz we have a weekly quiz Um, the lads will do training sessions over zoom Um, there will be uh, remote delivery of presentations or videos and and they've done analysis sessions and, and psych analysis sessions where um, players would look at, um, they would analyse a game or analyse individuals, whether that's a, an old World Cup fixture or their own footage. And, and they'd start to look for me um, about body language and, and, and psychological traits that they can start to see visually in clips. So yeah, there's been a lot going on.
1: Right. Well, I, I've got down here what have been your biggest challenges. You've just highlighted some of them but how have you found for instance the technology and things like that what's what's been the things that you've maybe wouldn't have thought about that have uh, challenged you but you've overcome now uh
0: i think initially technology probably from a more staff point of view um timings maybe being a little bit more nailed down and precise than they would be in the in the training ground situation where you can be a bit looser maybe with arrangements um and I know a lot. A lot of people have struggled with uh, the childcare balance, and and there's been a lot of staff members who have had, you know, the awkward interruptions with the child or the dog or yeah. the postman or whatever. I'm
1: lurking be. around somewhere, so it could well happen here. Yeah.
0: I've shut mine away for that <laughs> very reason. Um, you should make an appearance otherwise. Um, so some of that, even though I haven't faced those challenges really directly myself, it's it's quite off-putting sometimes when you're the other person in the meeting and that's going on. So that's been a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, so the, the technology was, it's the mainstay, isn't it, of how we're communicating um, during this time. So it's its come with it, its challenges. But overall, it's um, its not been too,
1: too uh, rocky a road. Good. And what about things, has there been any sort of difficult situations where, Players might have been coming to the end of their time at the club and you've had to say goodbye without saying goodbye and maybe players getting released and some difficult decisions like that. How, how have you coped with those? Have they all been put on hold or how's it worked?
0: Well, luckily, I say luckily, um, but, but kind of luckily, I suppose, the, there were two, two of our players that were released at the end of the season who were informed um, prior to lockdown. That hasn't been the case with some of the other age groups, which I imagine would be really challenging for them as players and and as staff members, really not having to have the same kind of interaction. Um, So, so the two, two players from my group um, I'd already had discussions with, they'd been released prior to lockdown coming in, but that has been difficult for them personally, because um, one of them is wanting to go and trial for other clubs. And obviously that's all been put on hold. Um, So he's feeling really in the middle of nowhere because he can't, he's not, um, probably not feeling as integrated in the in the Brighton and Hove Albion training sessions because he's been released, even though he's been well-supported in that way. It's it's probably a difficult um, mental challenge for him to be involved in those sessions. But likewise, he's not getting any opportunity to to trial for other clubs. And actually, there's then the financial implications of, you know, will another club buy him with all the um, financial instability that might be coming um, coming for those players um, and for those clubs and and the other the other individual that was released is looking at opportunities to go abroad on a scholarship. Um, so again there's been there's been problems with that. so it, yes it's a really difficult time I think for release players and players that have been out on loan as well. that right. um, yeah it's um, that's been quite a challenge.
1: Um, so flipping that completely. Have there been many positives that have come out of this? Any sort of standout moments?
0: Yeah, I think, and and I guess this is advice that that I'd give to anyone listening, and that the the lads that I work with is, have really taken the opportunity to look into other parts of their game. Um, so, obviously, playing a team sport and not being able to train and play as a team is a challenge in itself, which I think is is a is a big thing for for all players. Um, and I think it's sort of forced them into a corner of having to look at other parts of their game, whether that's starting to look at more analysis clips um, or, or approaching me uh, and dealing with the, the psychological part of their game, which has been um, more intense. I've had a lot more, lot more one-to-one work with players during this time um, than I get during the season when they're playing, when maybe they're... Thinking they're prioritising something else, whether that's technical ability or um, their fitness or anything like that, that they might overlook parts of um, analysis or, or sports psychology. So that's been a real positive for players to really start to look at other parts of their game and, and I guess, re- re- refine, refine lots of other skills that they, that they know they need to have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I, I would say that's been a, a really good positive throughout the club.
1: Great, and um, how have you managed to keep positive yourself? Um, and what advice would you give to other people about positivity? And I know that's quite broad, and it's yeah. like we're always told now is keep positive, stay positive. Um, but in these unprecedented times, it might be difficult. And I don't know if you've had any particularly low moments yourself. I know I have, without you know sometimes even realizing it. So how have you? Yeah. To, I suppose firstly maybe recognise when you're feeling low and then what you do about it and how other people can maybe take some. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I think firstly from, um, and this answer might be a little bit unexpected, but I think firstly, it's really important to, to acknowledge those low moments or those periods of negativity or low mood, whatever that looks like for, for the individual and actually know that it's sometimes okay to, to experience that and sit within that for a period of time. And I, th- I think we're, we're often told and we're, we're fed with loads of positive images and, and media contributions, whether that's social media and how to be positive and how to be productive. And, and that creates a sense of pressure as well, that it's, it's, it's not OK to have those times when actually you do feel negative and you do feel a bit like you want to have a moan. So I personally think it's, it's important to just acknowledge when those moments might be happening Um, and, and not, not trying to dig yourself deeper into that negativity, but maybe you can just sit, sit with that for a bit, um, and maybe, uh, interrogate yourself a little bit in terms of how, how you, how you are feeling and actually acknowledging those emotions, um, rather than trying to ignore them and just, just put a positive slant on everything. Um, but, but that said, and, and this might sound cheesy as a follow-up, I think, in any any situation like this that brings with it great challenge it's seeing where where your opportunities are because there are always opportunities to to do something different with the situation so for me personally just opportunity to catch up on loads of stuff and and some of that is work related some of that's you know writing up notes that have hmm. sat there for months on end and, and aren't a priority or whether that's um, house, something to do with the housework or, or a job that you've been putting off for ages. And those things can give you great satisfaction. Um, so I think with any situation, there's always, there's always opportunity. Um, I think the difficulty with this particular scenario is we feel really restricted um, because we're being told we can't do this. And there's, there's loads of really clear and distinct rules to, to what we are and are not allowed to do. And I think we get really caught up in that and we obsess over what we can't do rather than actually what opportunity does this situation give you? So as an example, it's been frustrating for me not to see through the end of the season um, at the training ground. But at the same time, I counterbalance that with there's 12 hours of my week I get back just from not traveling. So what can I do with that 12 hours and how can I be productive, whether that's a an online course, or, or just actually taking time to chill out. And there was a post that I saw, um, in related to productivity, um, about how we're we're being fed, and, and those that are listening can either relate, or your parents might be able to relate as well. That it's being fed to us that we need to be more productive, and we can make use of this time, and we can be, uh, we can just be really productive human beings now. But actually being okay with just relaxing or having some more time to yourself than you normally would is also a great skill,
1: mm-hmm. I think.
0: So yeah, it's, for, for me personally, um, I've had some challenging times throughout this period. So rehabbing my injury has been challenging, but then also um, it, it's given me a great period of time to, to be able to dedicate loads of boring rehab work uh, to that so there's there's always going to be trade-offs with with any situation
1: yeah I think for me it's been the the complete mixture of emotions and and things that you might not have had to deal with like anxieties about things that I've never felt anxious about before um, and like you say the productivity and sometimes when you're not being productive and people are saying this is what you should be doing i I felt guilty about not doing anything when I haven't you know I mean it's been a bit different for me because I don't help financially so I've had to keep working so I've had to adapt pretty quickly yeah different ways of literally earning enough money to to pay rent and buy food it's been right back to basics for me yeah so with that's a positive that I've had a certain amount of routine come in that I can stick to but on the other side of that I've had family around me and things you've wanted some of my time especially when they've been low and so it's been all these different mixes going in that's been been really difficult and the the balance of wanting to say when you're feeling low because you might need help against wanting to be the positive one for everybody and getting that balance right has been I found really really tricky
0: yeah and I think we we find ourselves kind of adopting a different role during this time um whatever we do for a living like as you say you you maybe maybe work looks different for you now but also life at home looks different too um so whether that's spending more time with with people or or people you might be away from and therefore kind of pining for that um and yeah whatever role you feel like you've now had to adopt whether that's um cooking more or um even I've found just being in the house all the time, like the amount of excess cleaning I've had to do, just e- even things like that, that aren't aren't part of normal life. And you, you mentioned about routine and, and we're obviously creatures of habit and we like our routine. And I think the, the challenge of this situation, maybe for some, the, the biggest challenge is over because they're now in a different routine and that's now an established thing for them. Um, but then you're going to have to come out of that as well. So yeah routine routine's been hugely disruptive for everyone I don't think there's there's many people on the planet right now that are going about their business exactly as they were before
1: so that's the the one thing that we've all got in common isn't it whatever your routine was
0: yeah it's not
1: there anymore for, and I think different it, levels obviously but
0: yeah there's been there's been so much so much publicity and, and um, talk about feelings of anxiety, which is really helpful because it helps to normalise it and say, you know, there's, there's a hell of a lot of people, if not everyone, that's feeling an element of that. Um, so I think that's really helpful to normalise it, but I think um, it also creates a danger of, of we constantly assess ourselves. Like, am, am I feeling anxious? I'm not sure, or, or is someone around me feeling anxious? And I think um, that there's, there's pros and cons to that too.
1: Yeah. Um, another question that's come in. Um, my lad has shown a lack of interest in football and sports activities. Should I be worried?
0: Um, there on the surface, I'd say no. Um, obviously there there might be a lot of, lot of stuff around that. So the, the reason that I initially say no is that this time has changed for everyone. So, you can't you can't expect someone to have a routine so severely disrupted, but to keep all of the same values and interests at a constant. So some of that is going to adjust, um, and, and I think that's a. It's in some ways it's been a healthy period of time, especially from the kind of players that I work with who are full time, full time professional footballers, that actually having time at home, having time away from the training ground, and having time. To almost in as extended out of season has actually been good for them that they, they might come back with a bit more desire and a bit more hunger um, because it, it's not been a really long-winded season for them as, as their sport is often like. Um, so I, I think it's I'd encourage perhaps if, if your child is losing interest in everything. Um, into, so was it all physical activity, did you say in that question?
1: Uh, it just says football and sports activities, so.
0: Yeah, so I think I think it, for a really basic answer, I'd say if your son's got no interest in any sort of physical activity, so not wanting to um, play any kind of active game or, or go for a walk or go for a bike ride or things like that, then then that's something to maybe think about in terms of physical and mental wellbeing. Um, if it's just a, an isolated thing, so whether it's football or or another activity specifically, um, but just that, I wouldn't be too worried. I think um, it, football isn't what it was. So, so what your son might have enjoyed about football might now totally be lacking. So if you've got a child that... Um, has no ambition to be to become a footballer or, or maybe even play at a competitive level, but really enjoys the social aspect or really enjoys learning from the coach. Then that stuff for them it has really changed. So if that's their main motivator and their main source of interest, then then maybe being in this situation where everything's a little bit more individual and a little bit more remote in terms of support, then maybe that's maybe that's the core reason for that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, my, my own lad, he's, he's, we had all the challenges in to start with from all these different clubs, his boxing and his football and whatnot. And he was into it for about a week. And then yep. he was more into being on his Xbox and, you know, playing on that that type of thing. And I said on the podcast the other day, you know, we'll, just like you said, football's changed for him. It's not, yep. not what it was and he might not like what it is now.
0: Yeah, it's not a
1: big problem. He still likes going out on his bike rides, trampoline in the, the garden. He's enjoying, and he's you know he's still getting a bit of activity. Um, but yeah, I I agree. I I wouldn't be be too worried about it. And as soon as it starts up again, whenever that might be, it might just clip back into gear and and, and go again. I mean, I heard um, a teacher talking about it the other day um, for a child's brain. You know, football was football, home was home, school was school. Yeah. Now everything being brought under one roof, so a little bit too much for them to cope.
0: Yeah, and this is actually something that I spoke a lot to the under-18 players about when lockdown first came in because we spoke about your, you know, a lot of those players are, are living in digs, so they don't go back, some of them don't go back home for months, and some of them go back at the weekend, and actually home for them was a place of total relaxation, and now it's become their training ground, their gym their um classroom uh, and their family life and actually that that's that's really difficult and some some players have struggled with things even like eating habits you know I I think I think all of us can maybe relate to that to an extent like wherever you would normally eat or whatever you would normally eat has probably changed as well so how that and and there's a there's a lot to be said for the impact that may have on someone's mood you know if if you're a parent that likes to really comfort their child and and give them things that they want and they enjoy because that's human instinct as well. There may be different choices are being made in terms of what what your child's eating. And I think just routine as a whole has been been totally disruptive and the home space has just become all things in life. And and some players or or some individuals will be um, fortunate enough to have maybe bigger houses or separate rooms or separate spaces that they can designate for certain things. And then I've got players I work with that will have their bedroom, really, and that's it.
1: Mm. And and they
0: might not even have a garden. So I I think that's an important consideration.
1: Yeah. um, As it's so unprecedented, we have got nothing to compare it to, to say, well, this didn't work last time, so this is how you can cope with it better next time. It's all learning on the job for everyone, which... Yeah. even more difficult. So I've got another question that's coming here. Um, My lad suddenly broke down in tears the other day and said he was depressed. He's only 10. Is there any advice you can give parents to help with children that might be struggling?
0: Um, That's a tricky question for me because ultimately if there's there's an issue on um, a a serious feeling such as depression, um, then that's a really that's a clinical issue really so as a as a performance psych it wouldn't be it wouldn't be something if i experienced that in my football club environment that would be something that would be referred on so um i think if there's any if there's any real concerns that initially it's a difficult one to interpret because having a 10 year old and then using a word like depression is a scary thing for a parent to hear um and I guess, I guess maybe looking in more detail about that language because a 10-year-old might use the word depressed, but what they mean is sad. Yeah. Um, so I think that's an important thing. And as a parent, you might not, it's difficult to, to interpret what, what they mean by that. But I suppose getting more information from your child about what, what those feelings are like for them, what they're experiencing and what they're feeling. And, and sometimes for a child of that age, it's establishing what they're feeling physically. Because if they're feeling, um, you know, physically tired versus um, just physically a bit, um, you know, butterflies in their stomach, for example, or, or just a general feeling of sadness, there, there's a big difference between sadness and depression. But if it's language that a child has heard and they might interpret that depression just means being sad, yeah, um, sure. I think that's a that's an important consideration to make. But I think if you've got concerns that there's something a bit more clinical going on there, then there's, um, there's definitely a GP route to, to go down in terms of that. Um, and I guess if you, if you feel like it's just a sadness um, type of emotion, then, then just really asking without judgment is, is really helpful, but also challenging as a parent to ask, ask questions that are quite superficial so, even just how how are you how are you feeling? Can you describe it to me? Where are you feeling it? And you, if you've got a younger child or a child that maybe has um, any kind of learning difficulties, then sometimes drawing a stick man and asking them to identify like where they feel something um, can can be really helpful.
1: Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's um, it is a very difficult one, and I guess you have to see whether it's an ongoing thing or was it just a one-off and then they're yeah. happy again, or apparently happy. I mean, yeah. children children can pick up on a vibe in the house, so depending on who they live with, it could be mum, dad, brothers, sisters, if they're all yeah. down at the same time, and the yeah. very energy in the house is being zapped out of it. Um Yeah. You know, a 10 year old can easily pick up on and not know why he's feeling down because he's just picked up on this vibe from everyone and knows that yeah. something's not right with the world but doesn't understand what yeah. um, and could just be feeling a bit low. But, um, but yeah, if there's um, any real concerns for that, then there's you know proper channels to go through. Starting, yeah. with GP, would you say, yeah,
0: yeah, GP would be first port of call. If anyone has got any concerns that, that you, you want to pass on to me. Um, or you want to pass on to Perry via me or or the other way around, um, then then I can help with that.
1: Brilliant. Quite an important one, that one. Um, Question number eight here. Um, I've noticed the engagement and enthusiasm has significantly dropped for online challenges since the start. Um, It makes me worry that there's, there's a lot of inactive children out there now. Do you have any advice for helping motivate the children and to motivate the motivators?
0: okay so the first part of that question <laughs>
1: um
0: it just, just read out the first section again perry
1: yes um i mean i've noticed it with my stuff so week one brilliant you couldn't get enough challenges they were coming left yeah. right center the kids were all out trying to kick balls in bins trying to do 10 keep you ups. brilliant yeah and it's it's now pretty much not non-existent but it's petered right out and i've yeah. that coincided now with an ease of lockdown so it's That's a bit more natural, but even towards the end, there wasn't so much then for me, it was a mixture of the kids getting bored of them, being inundated with them and not knowing where to start. yeah so you might be doing this week's challenge, but you haven't done the last three, and you're, you know, there was a bit too too much and then yeah. the other side of that was the people that were doing them i mean including myself i'm I'm putting out challenges all the time and trying to help and give content um it's difficult to keep us motivated especially when yeah. that engagement drops so i think it's where the engagement drops the motivation from the motivators goes yeah. and kids motivation goes so it's a it's a mister motivator question
0: okay so i think i think firstly when all of this stuff came out you know all the zooms all the online challenges um, tra- doing training session with your mates over your ipad or your phone it there's it's such a massive element of novelty to that that it's going to be like anything you're going to get a huge buy-in at first and you know this is novel and I and the instinct of I want to immediately replace what I've lost in a training session I think in terms of drop-off you're always going to get that with a novel thing um but also let's not forget how where we're at with the season in terms of football so we they would naturally be tailing off anyway um maybe it's slightly different with you guys because you'll run your summer camps and stuff like that but the, the school is coming to an end, the, um, the football season's coming to, we're kind of at, at that time of year when motivation might take a dip anyway. Mm-hmm. So you, you might have seen a similar pattern in terms of um, attendance to anything, whether that's training sessions or camps or whatever. And I suppose some of the motivational stuff in terms of the motivators, you might take um, like adherence to a session as evaluation of its success or not which which can also be inaccurate so if you're thinking great everyone's really enthusiastic and there's loads of participants here this is this equals success versus now i've lost 10 people this means it's failing or they're bored or or i'm getting worse at my job which may well be the case but <laughs> we're often fooled by that kind of feedback um, i think i think being realistic about how long we can sustain uh, uh, something that is essentially novel, and and you've got you've got individuals that are used to playing team sports, and that what drives them a lot of the time is um, competition with others, feedback from others, being around others, social support, social interaction, and actually if those things form part of a player's motivation, then those things are dwindling as well as the weeks go on. So there's probably a natural natural drop off with that, and there also might be other. Other things that they've started to do at home, so so maybe they're doing more stuff with with any siblings, and, and actually, and like you say, with with challenges, I, I think, and this certainly happened um, at Brighton, is when everyone went into lockdown. Staff members suddenly thought, right, we need to we need to chuck a load of stuff out there because a we need to be seen that we're doing something, we're being really proactive, and we're falling into the productivity trap um but also we want to make sure that they're busy and they're being kept occupied and I think I think there's an element of probably too many people did too much stuff and then you get you get a bit of burnout from from the lads but you also get a bit of burnout from yourself and you think I've delivered loads of content here and actually maybe less is more or maybe you know maybe they would have fared better if they'd have We'd have kept them a bit, bit more hungry. Like you say, you, you fall off in terms of challenges, and you miss two, and, and the next one comes, and you just feel like you're behind, and maybe that affects motivation too. So I think, I think for the for the motivators, motivating the motivators, I think just take a look at what you're what you're viewing as success and what you're not, and how that's that's playing into your own motivation as a coach. So if if you've got less numbers now, but actually the players that are taking part. Uh, are absolutely buzzing for it, and you're getting loads out of it. Like maybe reassess that, and 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 give you give yourself some some love and some motivation for that too.
1: Yeah, I, I I can relate to it. You know, when we started, and you've got twenty people online all following along, and they're being interactive, and you're getting a buzz off it, and then six weeks in, you look over, and you've got three people watching. It's like, oh but then later you find out actually people got into the routine of doing it on a different day and watching it back and not doing it live or they found it difficult to do live and stuff and you know, it's everyone's everyone's different of how they're approaching it and, and how they're they're doing these things. So I mean, I'm lucky with mine. I have mine as a set time three times a week. So I just stick to my routine, which is good for me keep yeah. it going and then it's up to people if they want to tune in follow live or do it again later or not to do it at all so yeah I don't get quite so involved in it but for some of the ones that are doing sort of random challenges and they spend a lot of time editing a video or and they think well this yeah. is really really good and no one does it it couldn't be well well I'm not going to do anymore so it's it is difficult yeah. and it's definitely sort of tailed off
0: and I think I think there's there's probably like behind the scenes if you like from the 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 youngsters that are maybe not not taking part as often or maybe don't seem as keen like that there, there's also potentially loads of reasons for that as well. So yeah. whether their whether their parents' routine now doesn't fit with that or whether they are you know they might they might be doing something as a family or they might their routine's also been affected or you can have there's loads of things that I think sometimes it's easy to forget you know some of these players might only have um, access to to whatever they're using for Zoom if their siblings or their parents aren't using it so there's there's also loads of little things like that that we that we maybe take for granted and we think you know everyone can take part in this um, no matter what and there's loads of there's now loads of other circumstances at play as well Mm. (laughs) Thank <laughs>